Hey, good morning. This is Tobin Slavin with the Stop Marketing Now podcast. And uh, we're back with part five of our five-part series on how to increase the value of your subscribers, your list, and your audience. And I'm pretty excited because I've got some great information for you today. I think it will surprise some folks, some things that you may have not even thought about before. Uh, but before we get into the details, just make sure uh, you look at the earlier part of the series. Again, we've got uh, this is part five. So we've done uh, the previous part four, uh, four parts, excuse me, that are out there. You can get that information. Today, we're actually going to talk about the, the increasing the monetization. So uh, in the coming days, I have an epic blog post that I'm going to be putting out on my blog on Medium. And I'm going to talk about uh, what is the what is the actual value of an email subscriber. Like I did a bunch of research looking on how other businesses, some of them you may know and some of them you won't, but how do they value an email subscriber? As you can imagine, it varies greatly depending on what their business model is, how they generate income in their organization. But you will be surprised because if you are getting anything less than $1 per subscriber per month, you are under monetizing. We've seen some as high as $10 and $15, some $3 to $4 per month range. I can show you how we got that information. Uh, I think $1.60 in that range, $1.75, that's actually a really good expectation that you can work towards. Again, depending on your business model, if you're under a dollar, you're leaving money on the table. So. With that, all that said, let's talk about uh, uh, this phrase that you may have heard because it gets thrown around a lot on the web. The, the, the people who do this professionally, this is their full-time job. You'll hear this phrase a lot. The money is in the list. Money's in the list. Over and over again, what does that actually mean? Why do they say that? Why are they so sure that the money is in the list? Well, here's how we break that down we know that if you have a website a website if you're connecting with the audience of people that you want to do business with that on average only two to three percent of those folks are going to be ready to take out their wallet take out their pocketbook uh, and do business with you right then and there i mean this is across all industries this is an average it can be a little bit lower a little bit higher if it's a lot higher or a lot lower there's something else at work and in that's a conversation for another day. But roughly 2 to 3% are ready to take action when you connect with them. But that means there's 98% of the other people who are landing on your website who are not ready to take action. They're not ready to do business. And what happens to them? They drift away. Some of them never to come back. Or maybe you warm them up just enough so that they end up buying from your competitor. You help get them there in the process. You help them figure out they want something, but they weren't ready to buy from you that day. Building your list allows you to access that other 98%. You put something in front of them, which is an offer, a lead magnet, something of value, and you say, I'd like to stay in conversation with you. I'd like to tell you more about what we do and why there's real value in it. And when you're ready to buy, I'm going to be here for you. That's permission-based marketing. That's how you build your list. That's how you cultivate the relationship with that list. And again, no one likes to be sold. People love to buy, but no one likes to be sold. So when those folks are ready to buy, if you have that relationship, if you built the know, like, and trust, then of course they're going to think of you and they're going to come and they're going to become one of your buyers. It might be three or even six months after they first heard of you, but you've been cultivating that relationship and you now have lifelong loyalty. That is why they say the money is in the list. But today, 
what we're talking about is something completely different, okay? Because that, the money is in the list. Most people are referring to the number one strategy, which is to sell more, convert more, get more sales of whatever products or services that you already sell. So enhancing your existing business model, getting squeezing more money out of what you're already doing. And that's great. We're not opposed to that. Do that, please. But what you may not realize is that there's eight other ways that you can monetize your list and your audience. Eight other income streams, including new streams of revenue that you can bring into your business. And this is why that $1 per subscriber is actually a low number. Because when you have multiple streams of income coming in from your list. So for example, if you have a list of 5,000 people, that list should be with a nice mix of, of monetization in place, that list should be worth to you $5,000 per month. What would it do for you to have an additional $5,000 a month coming in with not a lot of extra work tied to these other income streams? Meaning you don't have to do product fulfillment. You don't have to service these. You'll see what I mean in just a moment. So there are actually eight other ways. And because the podcast is short, we're not going to dig into all eight today. But if you want the full list, I actually just put a post up. Uh, in my private Facebook group. So that is called the List Building Bootcamp. Uh, and I'm pretty proud of it because we actually took the essentially what is a paid course and we put it in the form of a 10-day challenge and it's in the uh, List Building Bootcamp. So when you join the private Facebook group, you get access to uh, several rewards, including several uh, paid courses, one of them being this 10-day challenge. And the last day of the 10-day challenge, we break down all eight of the different ways uh, to monetize above and beyond selling your own products and services. So the full list is there. Uh, just get in touch with me. I'll, there's no cost for the Facebook group. It's just we want to have a nice tight community so I can support, support people. So that information is there. That's where you get it. But I'm going to give you four today. I'm going to give you the four big ones because these are the ones that are talked about the most and it's where you can make the, see the biggest, fastest results. So number one, merchandise okay now the mistake that a lot of people make uh when they think about merchandise is they say great so i have a business i'm going to put my business logo on a t-shirt people are going to buy that t-shirt and they're going to wear it around i'll make money so my question to you is why what is it about your business that is so valuable that someone would want to buy that do you have a great looking logo like a really cool like a sports team level logo and people would buy it for that reason okay maybe but more likely, if you can create products and services that uh, people really want because those products and the saying on the T-shirt or the sweatshirt or the hats, it says something about that person and they're really proud of it, people will buy. So, for example, one of my clients that I've worked with is Rees Across America. They're a nonprofit organization. We actually did a line of merchandise for them, mostly T-shirts, sweatshirts too. We had their logo in there. Uh, but we also use their logo like uh, like a brand name. So like when you buy a Nike shirt, the Nike might be on the side or on the pocket or maybe on the back shoulders. We did that with them. So we'd have a T-shirt that was like a St. Patrick's Day T-shirt. So Kelly Green, something people would want to wear on St. Patrick's Day. And the Reese Across America logo was small on back. So they got branding in there. They sold a ton of this merchandise. And in one year, we did $208,000 worth of uh, merchandise sales. Let me correct that number. 
almost $209,000 came in to the nonprofit organization. This was after the cost of the t-shirts, so the total sales was even higher than that. But they got an additional $209,000 that came into the organization, which was then translated. They, their primary uh, way of doing revenue in the organization is donations. They're a nonprofit. So this was additional donations that went to their cause just from selling the t-shirts. And the best thing was we didn't have to order any of the t-shirts. We didn't have to inventory them. We didn't have the cost of buying them in bulk. And we didn't have to do any of the shipping and handling. All that was handled by a fulfillment company. They All they did was send a, we told people where they could get the t-shirts. They sent us a check. Okay, pretty cool, right? So wouldn't it be nice to have additional income coming in through merchandise in that form? Okay, second thing, we're moving really quickly because there's a lot here. Second thing, testing new offers. Okay, so your business, you already sell a product or service. I'm assuming that, but you have a way of making money now. What if you could test new things that your audience would love to know about from you? And you're not sure if you actually want to be in that business or not, but you'd like to test it. When you have a list, you can do this in really fun and creative ways. And an example, a company that does this really well is a children's uh, clothing company called Lolly Wally Doodle. And what they, they actually use Facebook as their primary means to their audience. Uh, but if they're smart, they're actually capturing their audience off Facebook and getting them on their list too, right? We've talked about that. Uh, but they, what they do is they do limited runs. So they will actually create uh, an in-house design for new t-shirts and outfit or whatever. They'll show it on Facebook. They don't have a big inventory. They haven't put a lot of money into this uh, outfit that they're trying to sell. They're just showing it. And they let people in the comments say, raise their hand, hey, I'd love that. And they sell out really quickly. But what they're really doing is testing new products and services. If they find a winner, obviously, they're going to make a whole bunch of those and they'll sell more of it. And Lolly Wally Doodle has grown very fast to over $10 million uh, using this format of testing offers with their audience. So that's like an extension of building on your business model, but it's a whole new stream of revenue that you're not getting right now. Third one, okay? Affiliate income. Now, this one might be pretty basic. A lot of people are thinking, okay, I've heard of affiliate commissions. That's when you share somebody else's product or service and they pay you a commission if that ends up being a lead or a sale for them. The problem that a lot of people are making this in this area with affiliates is they're just pushing stuff just because they want the commissions and there's, it's not really lined up uh, really well. But when you think about your audience that you're serving, okay, there are things that they're going to buy from you at some point in time. And then there are other related products that they want and need. They would love to have great recommendations about, but it's not a product or service that you're ever going to sell and it doesn't compete with what you do. So, for example, if someone just bought a uh, widescreen TV from you, electronics, it's quite likely that there may be other things that they need in their house. Maybe they need new furniture because they're renovating their family room. Maybe they'd love a surround sound system. Maybe they need the service of someone coming in who really knows these new electronics and is going to set it up for the, for the best experience. There's multiple other things that that person who just bought that TV has now, now it's in their awareness that they may want or need additional items to support that first purchase. That's just how we are as humans. We buy one thing and we're on to the next thing. So you can uh, become a, a provider of that information and in, in return you get these affiliate commissions coming into you. 
The trick is to only offer affiliate commissions. The best rule I've seen in the people who do this best, they only share recommendations for things that they know and love and use themselves. When you do that, your audience will thank you for those recommendations and you'll get paid for it as well. No one likes to be sold, but they love it. People love to buy and they love it even more when we help them buy what they really want and they get maximum value out of it. So the last one, I told you I'd share four out of the eight today. The last one is sponsors. Now, if you're in traditional business, you're probably not thinking about having sponsors for your business. But what we've really done by building a list and building an audience and taking care of that audience is we become like a media company. And this is, this is, this is something that's happening in the world around us. So Red Bull, for example, the one that sells the drinks, the, 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 um, uh, caffeinated drinks, they have become a media company and they support these uh, extreme athletes. They have magazines, they have videos. They are every bit now a, a media company where they show their own advertising for their products, uh, but they're really capturing the attention of their audience. And so they're sponsoring themselves. But there are other sponsors who would love to be able to connect with your audience through you and they would pay you for that opportunity. Now, one way you might do this is you could put a uh, banner ad somewhere in your newsletter. We do that for some of our clients. It's, it's okay. Uh, it is a way of generating revenue. But how cool would it be if your sponsors start to provide really cool uh, bonuses, maybe prizes that you can do giveaways. Those giveaways grow your list even bigger, bigger which brings in more revenue into your pocket because your list goes from 5,000 to maybe 10 or 15,000. And now you're doing, again, $1 per subscriber per month. What would 10 or $15,000 per month do? And all this is happening because the sponsors are happy to help. They want to be able to reach your audience and they want to do it through someone like you who's built a great relationship with that audience who's not spamming the audience. So sponsorships are definitely a great opportunity, particularly if they're done the right way. And uh, we love the giveaway format because it's fun for, for your subscribers and it's a great mechanism for the sponsors as well. So those are the four, re four ways that we're talking about today. If you want the full set of eight, just shoot me a note in the comments. Uh, it's no big deal. I'll give you access to the uh, private face group where we're in beta uh, right now. We'll be opening it up to the, um, you know, we'll, we'll start to promote it next month. Um, but I've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, getting great information in these courses. They're free courses. There's no cost to be part of the group or, or access these courses. But they are paid courses that have taken the information and then put in for free to really, what am I doing? I'm walking the walk with my own audience, which is giving first, giving value up front. And uh, I just want to remind you, the name of this podcast is Stop Marketing Now. Stop trying to sell and advertise and push stuff on people. What should you do instead? Start a conversation. And I hope you'll talk with me because I want to support you. Grow your list when you get the results. I know that you and I will have something going and, uh, and I'd love to work with you on that.